how are you going to reach your audience the best? What are all of those different ways? What are your customer personas? It all goes back to the brand and starting with brand. And a lot of people come to us too. And they're like, we want, we need PR. It's like, well, actually we need to go back and do some analysis. How's your SEO? What is your, is your logo saying the right thing? What about, you know, what, what kind of language are you using when you talk about yourself? Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Annika. Annika, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you for having me, Michelle. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's a lot as many of us, uh, in the entrepreneurship world, we always have our hands in a lot of different pies. <laughs> so I have an agency called your brand amplified, which focuses on heart centered businesses, small business entrepreneurs, nonprofit work. We have two signature programs. One, well, we have a podcast called your brand amplified, where we give information about entrepreneurship, marketing tips, PR, et cetera, for entrepreneurs. And then we have the brand amplifier, which is our signature program that's online modules, uh, coaching as well. Or if somebody needs a complete done for you package with their logo, their website, all of those things. Cause what we realized when people came to us for communications, they often didn't have their brand ethos. So we always want to start there, help people understand it or help them walk through it and then get to the end. I also teach uh, grad students at USC Annenberg in Southern California on the digital media side and the PR side. And then my latest endeavor is I've just uh, joined with a marketing firm called Full Capacity Marketing that focuses specifically on workforce development and education sectors. And so wow. bringing in a lot of tools and resources that is hot off the presses, just brand, <laughs> brand spanking new. Uh, you hear it first. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So what does that entail exactly? That sounds fascinating. Yeah, it's really interesting. There's just so much. So there's a lot with adult basic education, the community college systems, trade schools, and then workforce development and making sure that adult learners have the skill sets they need, whether it's you know, everybody, you have to meet people where they are. So some people might need more English as a second language training. They might need to get their GED. Uh, they might need some basic certifications to get jobs because not everybody is going to go to a four-year institution. Not everybody needs to. Uh, and so it's really about making sure we have the right workforce developed for each region. Um, and this is primarily in the United States um, that we work. Um, but it, And then we work with nonprofits as well. So we look at that whole ecosystem of funding streams and then how do we help these colleges, these trade schools, and these workforce boards create digital campaigns, um, their branding strategy, their website design, all of that fun stuff. And then from my expertise, we're bringing in the PR side, some of that brand and storytelling development, uh, and a few other things. Nice. That's awesome. So let's back up the bus a bit. How did you yeah. get into all of this? Wow. Oh gosh. <laughs> I was a teenager in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, Jayhawks for anybody who follows us college basketball. And I loved going dancing. And so on weekends, my friends and I would go to Kansas city and go dancing and listen to DJs. And there were a lot of like all age events and things. And I just loved it so much. And I always loved promoting people. And I was always that connector. And so one day a friend of mine said, Hey, DJ Ray would like you to start promoting for his events. And I said, sure. Okay. 
so that's really how I got started. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it was very <laughs> organic and turned that into producing events and creating a newsletter and a magazine and getting people together in smaller groups so that they'd know more people when they went to the bigger events, doing events in other states, and then eventually moved to Chicago, worked as a club promoter and started working for a marketing agency at the same time called KBA Marketing. So kind of balancing both of those. So I was in the marketing side, a lot of experiential marketing, a lot of B2B and B2C with magazines. I launched a couple of magazines. Um, one was called Revolution. It was a dance music magazine. And then when Xbox first came out, I launched the official Xbox magazine. So again, trying to find that fine line of getting things in front of the advertisers who wanted to be in the magazine and then making sure that our message and our advertisers' messages were getting out to consumers, whether that was through contests, sweepstakes, live events, you know, you name it, we did it. Oh, that sounds super fun. So now time frame forward, who yeah. is your favorite ideal client right now? Like who do you love to work with and who loves working with you? Yeah, I love to work with people who are heart-centered businesses. Um, and what I mean by that is that they know who they are and they're authentically who they are in their life and in their business. And it's the same person. And that, you know, there's, I have certain political provocations. And so I tend to lean towards people who are really on that side of like helping humanity, whatever that looks like. So it could be an app that's a tech app for profit, but they're teaching kids and families about financial literacy, or it could be a digital device that is going to help solve for the lack of Wi-Fi in large swaths of the United States, or it could be a nonprofit that is focused on making fathers, um, not making, I guess that might not be the right word, but helping fathers be more involved in their kids' lives. Um, a lot of them, you know, have had issues in their families, but evidence shows that the more involved fathers are in their kids' lives, the less likely kids who are at risk are to become victims or perpetrators of human trafficking and a lot of other things. So I always look for that. Um, and I love that just really sparks joy in me. And I love working with people who are just really excited about what they're doing. Um, and it also could be a, a cookie company, right? A small business owner who has a cookie company, but the way she does it and the way she cares about her product is really great. And the social initiatives she has, or you know, she runs give back campaigns, um, donates to local charities. So it could be something like that. It doesn't have to be necessarily like completely baked into the mission. I, I love it. Well, and, and the creativity of the endeavor um, always makes marketing of the endeavor a little more fun too, to, Absolutely. <laughs> to get in there and go, Hey, what about this? What about that? And the ideas start bouncing. I love that. So when you're working with somebody, what do you find are typically the biggest mistakes they're making before they get to you? They often think that they need PR right away. And PR is a strategy and it is a tactic that we use, but it has to be holistic. So I think this is where you and I have had some conversations and really connected on integrated marketing and just how you market. And for me, you can't just silo PR, digital marketing, mass marketing. You have to look at the whole landscape and see
how are you going to reach your audience the best? What are all of those different ways? What are your customer personas? It all goes back to the brand and starting with brand. And a lot of people come to us too. And they're like, we want, we need PR. It's like, well, actually we need to go back and do some analysis. How's your SEO? What is your, is your logo saying the right thing? What about, you know, what, what kind of language are you using when you talk about yourself? Do you even know what your elevator pitch is when you're speaking to whether it's a customer or a potential partner or a journalist? And so we want to go back and start with that work. And a lot of people skip over that stuff and just think, okay, I've started a company. Now I need PR. Yeah, that's, and it kind of cracks me up when they do that because I'm like, oh, we could do that, but you're going to be, you know, taking a really, like, to, to use a bad analogy, taking a really bad color of paint and spraying it everywhere, like using an air compressor <laughs> to blow it up. Exactly. Out. So you could do that, but that's not really what you want to do. So when you're working with people, what kind of things are you looking for first off? It's like, okay, we got to back up the bus here and this has to be in place first before any of this stuff's going to work. Yeah, I, we start with a lot of the analysis. So we look at their SEO website audit, even if we're not working on that part of their business, social media analysis, how are they stacking up against the competition, social listening? I like to do a lot of that, get the data first. Every I feel like everything really is data-driven because you need that data to tell the story effectively and to know what story you're telling or if you need to retarget your story. And that goes into advertising, marketing, or PR. Um, so I look for that. I look for people who really understand who they are. I've, I've tried, I thought that I wanted to work with people who had multiple businesses going on. And I've quickly realized that's not who I want to work with because they don't have time to focus on the work we need to do. Uh, and they're often, you know, their priorities are not our priorities as their marketers or as their publicists. Yeah. <laughs> more often than not they're like just go do this I don't care what it looks like and say no okay are you sure <laughs> it's gonna be what we come up with yeah yeah or um, we do a, a rebrand and then they yeah. don't get back to us for months and we're like we can't move forward with this even though you said you liked this um <laughs> until you give us the information to get into your back end and you you send the email that says approve and all of those fun things <laughs> silly things like that silly things. Uh, yeah you know uh, that's hilarious. So when, when the, when they're coming together and they're going, okay, so we need to back up the bus. We need to get our branding together. Do you find that a lot of people don't really know who they are and what their connection is with their audience? I find that they often, I, I would say 50, 50, probably many know, or they have an idea of who their audience is, but they also need to sometimes expand that or decrease that. For instance, I was trying to work with, I was working with a startup and they wanted PR, but they had, they, their product is a cleaning product and they needed to make sure it was, you know, FDA and all of, all of the different things that they needed to do to make sure it could go on the market appropriately. And that they had the right certifications to show their efficacy with cleaning cleanliness. Um, they were really niched down to one thing, which was solving the issue of the mom who was a nurse. Um, and the dad was a doctor, um, which was taking their daughters to public bathrooms. And so they created this wipe system where you don't have to use your hands and you can wipe things and cleanse things and then feel safe putting your child <laughs> or whomever onto the surface. Um, and we found so many other case uses for their product. And so we tried to expand that. And then when they finally launched their product and they didn't have any money to do marketing or PR or social media, and they did it on their own, everything was 
that we saw was about this one issue. I'm like, that is so limiting. And so they really needed to think outside the box and think about putting their cleaning product in college kits for college students going, you know, going to school or outdoors or how you could use it on airplanes or other high touch surfaces that you don't want to touch. Um, Cause even when you take out like a wet wipe or a disinfecting wipe, you still have to use your hand to, to cleanse the surface. So that was something where, you know, nothing I could say was going to change their minds. They also didn't want to be part of the storytelling process, but their story was so important to this product. And they just simply, it wasn't only that they didn't feel equipped, they needed media training, but they just were like, no, it's not about us. And like, everything is about you as the founder. Well, um, and I don't think a lot of people realize that on digital media, that for the most part, unless you're the Coca-Cola IBMs of the world, um, your products really are about you, especially if you're a startup. And, and in let's talk about that one, because I find that one fascinating to me is a lot of people, well, I can sell to anybody that has hands. Okay, great. Yeah, you can, but <laughs> narrow this down somehow and bring it into the use case. And if they don't have the budget to make, you know, a hundred thousand of them and bring them into, you know, the Harvards and Yales of the world, mm-hmm. uh, like, how do you bring the marketing into somebody's budget um, to make it as powerful as possible without obviously breaking their budget because <laughs> they got the same business. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That little thing. I, th- I think part <laughs> of that is um, being creative, rolling in some of those analytics and things that a lot of big agencies would charge a lot of money for, but that we know we can do at least a quick review and get them a report that will show you don't know anything about social media. Here are some of the current trends. Here are the things to look out for. For instance, maybe Twitter's not the platform you want to be on right now uh, until it you know, washes out a little bit. But based on your audience, you might want to be on XYZ and you want to make sure we'll look at their bio. Like, are you consistently using the same name across your social channels? Are, do you have the same bio information? Do all the links work? You know, does it link to you, a link tree or to your website or some a call to action? What does that look like? Are the colors that you're using inviting and appropriate for the emotions that you're trying to evoke with your brand? And I mean, you're, I'm not even, I'm not the creative person in that regard. I know like this much about it compared to you. So, but I see you nodding over there. It's, it's all and I'm these- laughing because somebody asked me the other day, is, is our colors important in a brand? I said, well, let me ask you this. If you see somebody walking down the street towards you and they're in a super funky colored, like iridescent orange shirt, do you make judgment on them? Versus somebody else that might come up and they're wearing like beige khaki. Do you assume <laughs> different things about these people? And they're like, oh, of course I do. And I go, well, when you go to the store, do you do you beeline for a certain color of shirt or will you take kind of anything that's in your size? And they're like, well, of course not. I don't <laughs> like color's important. And yeah. uh, it says a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it. so we, we try to um, provide a lot of value to small businesses so that even if we're not running something and they don't have the budget, they can use those as guardrails to say, okay, yeah, I have these broken links that I should fix, or I really need to put more keywords, or I should start doing some content on my website to capture more SEO or whatever that side of the, the business is. Um, and then for um, the new projects that I'm working on in workforce development, we have smaller packages where somebody can come in, um, a small workforce development board that doesn't have a big budget and and get a package that includes, you know, looking at their digital landscape and doing some digital advertising just to get them to the next level. And then hopefully we can find some grant money 
for them to continue the work and because then we've been able to show based on this budget 10 15,000 we are able to show xyz results so think about what you could do if we can expand what we're doing what we're working on for you nice i love that and i find that that is one of the uniquenesses of nonprofits in general tend to have more things that are grantable. Mm, <laughs> That's yes. a word in English. Um, they tend to uh, qualify for a lot more grants than a for-profit might. Uh, so what would you say is one of your favorite parts of your business? The people. I'm still, I love connecting to different people. I love, I mean, that's what I love about everything I do, teaching, podcasting, and then my day-to-day -day business is I get to meet amazing people doing what they love, you know, for, for the most part. <laughs> They're really loving what they are, what they do. And they love they, what they do. They just don't love having to come up with the marketing. So, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And, they, but they know they want to share it with the world. And when you can get those results and help them have those aha moments and see the success that can come out of even making small tweaks, it's really amazing. Thanks. I love it. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients. Oh, Okay. I had a musical artist client, which is not my typical forte, but she was a friend. Her dad is a good friend of the family. And um, and I have worked some in entertainment in LA, so you can't avoid it, uh, mostly on the documentary side and social justice stuff. But for her, it, during the pandemic, she, she was 15 years old, had written a song with her dad, had recorded it. They made a music video. They recorded stuff on their iPhone. And um, my boyfriend is a movie editor and stuff. So he, he created a video for them. And they said, okay, we want to put this out uh, on YouTube. Okay, great. Well, you don't have a logo. You don't, have a you don't even have a landing page. You have no social media. We need to create all of this. So we had to create it in like a day. Cause he's like, I'm going to release it December. I think it was December 6th, um, 2020. And we're like, wait, but we need to do, let us... So we, we literally had to like all hands on deck, just put something together really fast. Um, so that way when journalists, when we were pitching journalists as well, or fans, they had a place to go to and do some media training, all of that stuff. So the song went up, we quickly came up with a fun headline for a press release, which was uh, lonely Christmas is the hit Christmas song. None of us knew we needed So that was paraphrasing something similar to that. And then it was about talking about an unknown unsigned singer songwriter. So it was really cool um, because we got really great results. People responded really well to that whole story angle to that, um, to our pitch. And then we also like, we'd post it in different groups, like on Facebook or like, Hey, you might like the song. And somebody in one of the groups was a Reddit person who like loves, he's really good at like getting people on board to post things on Reddit. So he decided to make this his little project just for free for fun and got the song to number one on Reddit. Yeah. And got lots of people to go look at the YouTube. That's awesome. We, it was amazing. And we started getting, you know, we started inching up, had maybe a hundred thousand views in a few days. Then we started running a digital campaign. Then Ellen DeGeneres shared it on her social media. So the day show shared it on their, on their website and their socials. Um, we started getting all these requests for her to like, come on this music show or that. And a lot of it was not timely because most of the shows that wanted her to appear on them were on hiatus because it was December um, mm -hmm. and the song wouldn't be relevant in January. Right? But by the end, by three weeks into the campaign, we had over 1.2 million views of the YouTube video, 
fans, subscribers. Um, we got, again, the power of social media. Twitter is a place where journalists were at the time and still are a little bit, but we're really posting things. And uh, we saw a radio station in the UK and, you know, UK is really big on Christmas. I mean, half of the good Christmas movies in the world, I think, come from <laughs> England or have English characters. <laughs> so um, we were able to get her a spot on the radio show as the introduction, like the voiceover introduction to their Christmas Eve special and her wow. song was played. So nice. For, That's yeah. awesome. And and now she's playing all over Philadelphia, which is where she lives. She's applying for um, schools to go into musical, you know, to, into pop and music. And she really took her time on the career. It wasn't like she didn't want to go to a big um, record label or anything right away. They've released a few other songs, but she's really been honing in those skills. And that's one of the most important things. Now she feels very confident performing, very confident speaking, being interviewed. So she's already set up well for success for the next phase. That is awesome. I love that. It was super fun. I still cry when I hear the song. (laughs) (laughs) Might have to find the song and and put a link there. Um, When it comes to kind of finding that hook, would you say that that's kind of the the key element? Well, obviously, and having all the back end ready for when it does go live that you have somewhere for them to go. But how important is that hook, do you think? Um, it is important. I think it also depends on what time, the, the times that we're in, right? At that time, um, that I had got some really good press gets for that, for her and for other clients, because we're all sitting at home. Um, news media is still going. They still need a lot to write about, <laughs> even though there's not as many in-person activities going on. And so so it was the timeliness of the tone of the song, talking about not being able to be with friends and family and being far away and that feeling that you get, you know, and that a lot of people get during the holidays anyway. So that that was part of it. More recently though, we've had a client who's a garden client in Houston, mm-hmm. Texas. They already had a lot of their brand identity, excellent speaking capabilities, talk, the lead who'd hired us and speak about a lot of different things. So we were able to month one, get them into Washington Post, real simple magazine, better homes and gardens, Martha Stewart living four times now, but really quickly because they had done that pre-work. And that's the difference between somebody coming in who really knows their brand and Mm -hmm. hasn't prepared. It makes our jobs, you know, we're able to escalate them much more quickly. Mm -hmm. And somebody who's coming to us, who's saying, I need PR, but they don't understand their brand. They don't know how to talk about it. They don't know who they are. Um, and that garden client, they're they're in Texas, they're in Houston, but now they're looking at expansion and being able to get this press is showing them the market's right for expansion. Mm-hmm. Perhaps there are services, garden in a box or webinars or other things that they could offer. They could write a book, things that they could offer to the audience extending out of their geographic location if they didn't want to go set up gardens and school gardens and home, you know, all of those kind of things anywhere but Texas they could still see that, yes, people are hungry for this. Nice. I love that. So if somebody has kind of, they know they're, they know what they do, but they do it day in, day out, and they're not really prolific about talking about it. They're not necessarily prolific about explaining what they do. They just kind of go to work, do their thing. Um, How do you draw those stories out of them? Mm. There's a few ways. Um, 
a lot of times I'll work with somebody to get them on a few like low hanging, if it's on the PR side, low hanging fruit, friendly, you know, um, podcasters or articles that I know it'll be easy to start drawing out their story. I know what questions are going to be asked. I get those written. There's a couple of platforms that are really good for that, that ask really extensive detailed questions. And then that way I get the content. Um, so it's a lot of that, right? Question and answer. And like, just trying to pull it out slowly from people going through some branding exercises with them um, and starting to work on that messaging, repeating it back to them and then creating some different angles and um, creating, you know, a sheet of talking points. And then that can turn into social media content, advertising content, things that they can share on their website because we can lift up. Okay, we see that these are your content pillars. These are the things that are really important to you and your brand. So let's make sure that we're structuring this and that you're talking about this. And we can, if they don't feel comfortable talking, we'll do a Zoom, right? We can do a Zoom or we can find other content that we can repurpose or we can just slowly ease them into being comfortable talking about who they are and why it's important that they're doing what they do. Nice. So clearly somebody who sees their business as kind of day in, day out, same thing. How do I make it exciting? Not knowing what's newsworthy. Um, what kind of other struggles might somebody be having right now? And they're thinking, oh my God, Nick, I need you so bad. Mm -hmm. I think, well, you, you just really hit the nail, like the thinking you're not newsworthy because you can look up Google trends and Google news and put in some keywords. It's an easy way to see what people in an area, whether it's a you know, local, regional, state, national, um, globally, whatever it is, you can see what, what's trending and what people are talking about or when they're talking about it. Or when it comes to your business, you can put in your, your keywords and see, okay, these are the times of year when people are talking about this more. And that can help you create that content, create that narrative and that storytelling um, to propel your business forward. So that's, that's one thing that I definitely see. And then I'm trying to remember um, what I'm missing from your question that you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to ask six of them at one, so I don't blame you. <laughs> just what kind of struggles are people going through that they're thinking they need your help? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't even know. They're just overwhelmed, mm -hmm. right? Um, for instance, a client that we're working on right now, we ended up, they didn't have a big budget. They really didn't have a budget we should have even looked at, but I really believed in what they're doing. So um, yeah. they have an event this weekend. We ended up, okay, we're like, okay, we have to create some social media posts for you. We ended up putting them into our system, scheduling the posts for them. You know, and all we were supposed to do was a PR engagement, but I, I knew that we had to do more. I've done run of show for events. So I'm going to go on Saturday and help them with the run of show and just make sure everybody's doing what they need to be doing. <laughs> You're awesome. Oh, and oh I, God, am I like crazy. going, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Why don't why am I doing that instead of other things that I need to get done? Yeah. But, um, but it, in the end, it's going to be worth it. So they're, they're getting Aww. better results for their event. Then they can get more sponsors, more attendees, you know, more funding. So then they could hire us to do bigger work because they, they really need a, they really need some brand work. They need a redesign of their logo. They need their website, but I couldn't even touch it because the time was just too short and then the budget. So, right. So when it comes to that, um, because I think there's, I was going to say there's two ends of this. There's probably about eight ends to this. <laughs> um, when people are starting, they're like, I just need something to get it up there. Is there a time when done bad is worse than done <laughs> or, is it, or is done the new perfect? I think done is the new perfect, perfect. right? It's, 
it's one of those things. If you don't get it out there, I mean, we, I, I, we have the same issues in our own businesses. I think even as marketers, like we want to make it perfect. And (laughs) I sat on a program, I kind of launched it. And then I sat on it for like two years because I also, I didn't have time to deal with it. I didn't have time to think about the emails or the, the ads or how I was going to promote it. And then I was like, oh, wait, I want to restructure this whole thing. And then I finally have started launching a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I'm still in that phase of like, okay, it's been like two and a half, almost two and a half years now since we first launched it. Now it's really time for me to finish this out. So I'm trying to put a little more energy into that. But I think, you know, we all, we all face that as well. We are the cobblers with no shoes. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to established businesses and they're like, well, but I've always had it this way. And you're looking at it going, yeah, but it's not talking to your audience and it's saying the wrong things and people getting the wrong impression. (laughs) What do you say to those people that it's like, it's time to change whether they're kind of ready for it or not? It's a long process. Um, We are working with a client who's been in business 30 years and it's been a two-year process to rebrand where we completely renamed them. Wow. Logo, everything, because what their name was, it they do some things in healthcare, but they're not a healthcare clinic. They're not a facility. And the name kind of makes it seem like they are, right? right. But they're really more about community engagement, economic development and resiliency, lifting people up, meeting people where they are. And health is a component of that, but it's mm-hmm. not the only factor. So um, yeah, so a little over two years ago, we started with let's do some surveys. Yeah. So we, we did a lot of that listening, focus groups, one-on-one interviews, surveys to the community, um, to partners, former partners, employees, former employees. And it was interesting to see what the sentiment was and what the information is. And then we took that and then another firm did another part and the other firm did some design work. And then now we've put it all together. And so it's really exciting. And it was refreshing, I think, that they realized they needed that because they weren't speaking, to your point, to the right audience. Mm -hmm. People in the community who were across the street didn't even know they existed because they were part of creating a lot of coalitions, but they didn't put their name out in the forefront. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's always important for businesses to go back and revisit their brands, um, Mm -hmm. their messaging, their mission, vision, values, objectives, all of that, you know. Think, think about it like strategic plans and don't just think about it as, okay, these are our goals. We need to make X more sales, but mm-hmm. really go back to, are you still who you said you were from the beginning? Do you need to change that? Is your audience the same or have you realized? And again, going back to us as marketers, I think there's also refinement, continuous refinement with what we do and who we want to work with because we figure out who we best serve and know that, okay, I know all these other people are coming to me, but they're not my person. I can refer them to somebody else who could be their person, you know, and there's yep. a, enough business out there for all of us. So I think that's the beautiful thing too, is about um, through podcasting and through meeting each other this way, we've been able to build up these new networks of people who we can say, Hey, I think this is up your alley. Could I introduce you to this person? Cause I think they might be a client or there might be something there. Um, so that's been really cool too. Nice. I love that. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start the journey with you? Yeah. Thank you. The brand amplifier is a really great way to start. I'm doing a series of free trainings. You can go to your brand amplified or brandamplifierlive.com to sign up and get more information. There's a button like for a VIP session. There's like 
another, but you know, one, if you can't make it, um, but then if you just fill out all the stuff, you don't have to pay the money and you'll, st it'll still register you and you'll still be able to, I won't tell my, <laughs> don't say it, don't say it. She's not giving away the house for free people. Don't get too excited about that. Awesome. And we Give will have starting tips and information to get started. And then, you know, and then from there we can have a session and get in deeper and see if we're a fit to work together. I love it. So peeps, we will of course have all of Annika's links in the show notes and, uh, you know, you guys know the drill scroll, scroll down and go and get the links. Awesome. So Annika, at what point in life did you know you're especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh man. I think I always was. <laughs> There's a lot of entrepreneurship on both sides of my family. And I didn't realize, I think that entrepreneurship was meant that you would often ideate and iterate many times before you succeeded. And it's a continual process. I think I thought entrepreneurship meant you have a business and you succeed right away. And I would see family members, okay, they had a business, now they have a different one. But then I realized a little bit later, because I think when I was a er young when I wanted extra money, I would go sell magazines or, you know, tchotchkes <laughs> door to door and do all that kind of stuff. So I had that bug, but I didn't really understand what it was. And then probably when I started getting hired to promote events and DJs and step into entrepreneurship and start thinking about budgets for venues and how much are people paying for ticket sales and what is my cut is when I started to really think about it in a different way. I love that. That is awesome and sounds super fun. You have been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? I think just live authentically and try to bring your best self to the world every day, whatever that looks like for that particular day. It's not always going to be the same. Sometimes it means you're going to sit on the couch and watch TV all day <laughs> to regroup. Sometimes <laughs> it means you're going to conquer the world and get tons of work done and all these new clients in. But just, just show up, live authentically and get it started. If you don't take that first step, you're going to feel like you can't do it. And you're going to hold yourself back from, from showing other people your greatness. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you so much. Peeps, thank you for being here with us today. This is Michelle Nedelec. Please subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. Yay. That was fun. Did you get yeah. everything out that you wanted to? Yeah, that was super fun. Nice. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, so the show will go out in about, I'm going to guess eight weeks or so. Okay. Um, there's a little bit of a, we have a few in the bucket, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll get you all the artwork and all that kind of fun stuff as usual. Okay. And is there anything that you guys are working on right now? Like any projects, any uh, launches, any fun stuff that's going on? Mm, well, let's see the brand amplifier stuff. And then just lots of proposals for this new company. And I will be looking, um, into my network because it's really great because it's like everything I wanted to do, I can do it under this company. Now you got and, backing and money. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. And nice. an on-road. So uh, the CEO brought me in as VP and then uh, with to moving up to the C-suite next year wow. which is because she wants to retire and she's been looking for somebody for several years. And uh, she's had a, her company has been around for 20 years, completely remote. 
wonderful team. So we're bringing my team in, but I'm also looking at like, oh, I'm going to need a market research person. I need this and this and this. So I'm identifying what all those needs are. And then I'm going to start looking through, okay, who do I know who does this stuff? And so (laughs) we'll definitely have to have some conversations. Nice. I love it. So what exactly are you going to be doing for them? Like, what is your, what's your role? Um, everything. (laughs) So I'm technically VP of operations, but like right now we have an RFP due. I just started officially on Saturday, but I already, just by saying the words for workforce development, it's interesting. People started like, Oh, I do workforce development. I didn't even know an agency like yours existed. Let's talk. So I'm getting, yeah. So I brought in almost 10 referral potential referral clients already, um, which is crazy. And then on the other side, I was supposed to, I'm supposed to be going in to support her so she can do more selling because she's never, it's always been low hanging fruit. She hasn't done marketing or advertising. Um, and she wants to be able to go after other contracts, but right now we're working on an RFP. We're working on like six proposals right now. One's due Friday, one's due Monday. So I'm doing a lot of that. And that's where I'm like, ah, our current team, you know, I'm assessing like who we have, what we need, what are all our systems and processes? What can we improve upon tools to move to? from what we current, what she currently uses that mm-hmm. I might know that could save money and work better. So we're, that's, it's, it's all at once. There's no, you know, it's, it was <laughs> going right. to be more delineated, but it's not, um, not right now. Nice. Yeah. So what are you guys doing for tech right now? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Um, she uses agency analytics, Sprout social, Slack, Google, um, Asana, And then on my side, I I've been using Basecamp, Slack, Google, um, and then you know Fire like Firefly, it's like all the like a lot of different things. Mailchimp. Oh, she has a different mail provider. I was gonna um, say, what are you using for a CRM and and all that? She doesn't have a CRM. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you ever want to have a chat about, um, <laughs> yeah, well, that is some, together. <laughs> yes, that's actually yeah. something. Yeah, that's a yes. Um, <laughs> maybe like in a month, because I think by then, cause I'm also like starting, but then I'm taking my daughter on a trip, um, uh, for her to here. We have this thing called winter break, <laughs> also known as ski week, because it's kind of like nice. the last week when the slopes are open, Yeah, we're going, um, on a trip. And then I think by then I'll know, okay, I'll be into things a little more this week. Yep. I'm having one-on-ones with every single team member on her team. Yeah. Nice. To, and working on the proposals and, but yes, I am going to be looking for CRM and a way to thank you. Figure it out. So that's a 30 minute meeting with our head of tech. Um, and he's our CIO and he works with companies setting up like five-year blueprints on their tech and how to build it out and all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, he can just have like a conversation in English with you, (laughs) what you're doing and what you want to do. Um, he won't tech out on you too badly. So yeah. And yeah. you can book it now for whenever you're back or Perfect. wait until then either one works, but yeah, if you book yeah, it I'll now for it. then, that's probably better. <laughs> you definitely. And I actually would have, um, one of my team members who's moving over with us, she's doing a analysis of a lot of the tech right now, um, to see, cause oh, I, nice. I'm recommending, we're, you know, we're recommending like using different things that might integrate a little bit better or, mm-hmm. Because yeah, integration becomes really important once you start getting really busy because you just don't have the manpower to start, you know, manually moving data from your accounting software to your operation software, to your email campaigns, to your 
whatever is way too much data error starts to happen. And that's what our clients notice is it gets ugly fast. And we just want to help you not have to face that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank awesome. You. I love it. Okay. Anything else we can do to help you? No, if there is, just let me know. You know me and just go, hey, do you know anybody who does blah? Um, and I, I'll rack my brain or I'll put up my APBs and go, hey. Because <laughs> with all the podcasters, I know we always know someone exactly. or the person that you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. Well, you enjoy your ski week and, uh, <laughs> and your new job. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm excited for you. Well, thank you so much. I know we yeah. had to reschedule a couple of times. I really appreciate okay. it. This was a lot of fun and Thanks. I'm happy. I'm just happy to connect with you. So I love it. Okay. Well, you have a good one. We'll talk to you okay. soon. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.